0: So if we've ever been on a long road trip and we drive and we drove on that long road trip, then we can relate to being zoned out when we drive. We're thinking about something else, our mind is elsewhere, but we still somehow can hopefully, very hopefully drive safely and uh, swerve when necessary. Hopefully it's not necessary on the highway, but uh, start start and stop and see the signs and maybe even take the right exit if we're not too zoned out, right? See that when the GPS is saying turn. And uh, in fact, if we say we have the same commute, every day and we drive, it can be the same thing. We're doing a million different complicated operations, our GPS, left, right, here, there, but we don't think about it, so to speak, at least. We're, we're, we're thinking about work, we're thinking about tomorrow, we're not thinking about the commute. So we see it's possible to do a lot and yet not be fully present. So here's a very interesting idea and that is that, uh, uh, whereas we can are only privy to our own mind, so it's only guesswork as it concerns the, the real content and experiences of other people's minds, but we might speculate that many of us um, uh, live a good deal of our life without ever not being zoned out, right? Uh, uh, without ever uh, uh, truly coming into awareness of our own self and being fully conscious of our own self. And that is a, a, a rather kind of scary thing, right? We see zombie movies. It's scary when zombies are doing things and they're not, there's nobody there. It stands to reason that it's maybe as scary or even more scary when uh, many of us are uh, living life, working, having a family, influencing people such as our children or our coworkers or public opinion or whatever else. And we're not even really there. We're totally zoned out. We're like an automaton. So how does this happen and what can we do avert it so one the obvious is that the the physiological aspects here if we're really sleep deprived and uh we uh, we're our our adrenal system is shot up from coffee abuse that coffee doesn't even work anymore we're sleep deprived then yeah it's where we can still kind of we we force out and do what we have to do but we're not we're anything but but fully there uh and it takes some degree of effort and planning in order to reach a state where we fully feel awake. We may need to change up our schedule, we may need to sleep more, we may need to take naps, we may need to do a sleep study and figure out if we have some uh, sleep apnea, if that's what it's called, problems with sleeping, uh, address them, melatonin, uh, supplements, B vitamins, Uh, Omega-3s, a whole bunch of things in order simply to address the basic foundation, the physiological foundation here, and consequently to to, to feel like we're fully awake when we're awake instead of always half asleep. That's the obvious. But another aspect here is that we understand, obviously, that our self-esteem needs are supreme. They're numero uno. They're the kings and queens. they're, They're absolutely number one. So consequently, anything that does not uh, pander to our self-esteem, or that threatens to reduce our self-esteem, we are liable to tuck away and not to be conscious of. But of course, it doesn't disappear. That's where that term that some psychologists have used, quote, uh, the quote-unquote unconscious, unconsciousness, said it right, comes in. Right? The idea is that there's more to us than what we're uh, than, than what we're immediately aware of in a given instance. That it doesn't all come down to say we're looking at. Uh, uh, a building, it doesn't all come down to that building. Say we're eating breakfast, some eggs uh, and toast, it doesn't all come down to the eggs and toast. There's a whole world out there that we would say is us and influences every moment of our, of our being or, or, or most of them and yet we're not consciously aware of it. So, that's where that whole kind of uh, idea of analyzing dreams comes in. Frequently people dream about what's the, uh, on their mind but what their self-esteem doesn't allow them excuse me to consciously consider. And there's even uh, again, no claims whatsoever as to whether this is uh, so or not, but some reputable eminent uh, psychologists have referenced crazy cases. For example, a person uh, dreaming that uh, that they're gonna uh, a mountaineer dreaming that he or she's gonna walk off a cliff. Uh, do, and then the, the, the psychologist will analyze it and say it's because you're too stressed out, you're going to self-destruct and you should stop, in fact, climbing mountains because it may happen. Says, right, how's it going to happen? I'm in control. I'm myself. And then the person does such a thing. All right, so we say, again, that no, absolutely no. This is not a, this is above our pay grade. We don't want to analyze uh, that kind of data here. But it's not inconceivable that things that we repress influence at least our physiology and cause us to be stressed right of course right like we we don't want to deal with something head-on but it doesn't mean that it disappears if we're not thinking about it it causes us to be stressed leads to us being stressed it can lead to high blood pressure can lead to headaches to migraines all kinds of things to bat to sleep issues, right? Sometimes we have trouble falling asleep, something is worrying us, but we don't know what we're thinking. What is it? Is it that? No, is it that? No, but something is there, right? So we see it's it's it's, it's interesting. There's a whole universe there that that again we would call our own self and yet is not present at, at the given moment. But the idea is that the the uh, um, kind of the more, the less honest that we are with ourselves, and the more deception that we engage in, at least with ourselves, the more our life comes into conflict with our self-esteem needs, and consequently, the more of it goes under. The less conscious we are of of, of any of it, right? Again, let's say that we it clashes with our self-esteem needs, uh, with our self-image to think that. We um, can, uh, can 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 lose money, right? We made a bad business decision, but this is not our self-image. We have a self-image. I'm a, I only I don't lose money like that, and and so forth, and so on. So we do it, and it's like, oh, it's so painful. But then we forget about it. A day or two goes by, we're not thinking about it. It's like it doesn't exist, right? But the idea is, it does exist. It's somewhere there, but we're just not paying attention to it. We we don't mind it. We're not dealing with it head on, right? Or we might have a self-image. I'm a very kind and generous and and wonderful person. But then some kind of situation happened, and uh, we we showed a side of ourselves that we've never seen before. Remember, because we meet ourselves like we meet anybody else. We intro- we get to know ourselves like we get to know anybody else. So we, we got to know ourselves more. We saw, wow, I was very cruel and vicious to this person. It's like I couldn't help myself, right? I, I stomped all over on this person's throat, right? So, but this is in contradiction to our self esteem need to have a self image. So then it goes under, right? It, we're not aware of it. It's like, what? I don't know what happened. What are you talking about? But the idea is it's still there. It's still influencing us. It's still stressing us out. So we see again the more the, this cognitive dissonance, quote unquote, a term psychologists have used, there is between uh, what, what what jives with our self-esteem needs, what coincides with them, and what doesn't. The more difference there is, the more of our life can go into the darkness, can go into the realm of the unconscious, to so speak. Uh, and we see that a person that is very uh, very much at odds with with reason and with reality. They, their entire life can can be almost entirely unconscious. It's just a tiny little, it's just enough consciousness to see and to smell and to hear and all of this, but everything else, the whole massive structure of the psyche, to so call it, is, is it's like an iceberg, to use an analogy that has been used, uh, beneath the, the, the waves right, um, or, or beneath the ocean. You can't see it. You see just the very tip of the iceberg. On the contrary, a person that is, uh, over a long period of time, is as honest as they can with themselves. They every single thing that bothers them, they address fully. They think about why is this bothering me. They take responsibility for their emotions. They take responsibility for their feelings and for their self-esteem. They're constantly asking, "What's going on? What did I do wrong? Right? Who did I hurt? How do I make amends? How do I? Oh, see here that I have a. Uh, it's I don't have a person like that. Thinks so I don't have self-esteem needs. I. No, I don't have self-images, I have standards. So I'm not gonna have a self-image, I'm a kind person. I'm gonna try to treat people kindly. If I didn't treat a person kindly, I'm not gonna hide from it. I'm gonna say, why didn't I treat this person kindly? Oh, because I didn't uh, step into the person's shoes enough and we think and the uh, 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 person thinks and thinks and brings it out into the open, right? So consequently, a person like that, they come awake. Their whole life is is, is conscious. There's almost, we're not gonna say there's no parts, but there's fewer and fewer parts of themselves. That are beneath the ocean, beneath the waves. To use that analogy, right? They're exposed to their own self. They know what's going on. They don't have weird dreams that are saying something at odds with with their what they with their, with their uh, kind of conscious convictions. And it's a very different existence. A person is actually exist in, the, in their full self, as opposed to just being this kind of in the dark unconscious blob of of, uh, of emotions and issues, right? So again, but this this uh, this could easily be thought of in in psychiatric or medical terms, and we can find complicated uh, terms to to describe all of this and throw in medications and all kinds of things, but we can also think about it in a good old-fashioned moral way when a person, again, as we described, when a person is dishonest and when a person says one thing but does another or runs away from certain parts of themselves, doesn't confront their issues, doesn't confront their uh, anxieties and insecurities and inadequacies. Then the self-esteem does not allow those things to be at the surface. So it, it removes them from sight. This I can't deal with. I can't deal with this contradiction. I did this. I treated this person like this. I didn't succeed here. I didn't do this, right? And, and consequently, less and less of self, to so speak, becomes conscious until we can again reach that point where, uh, 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 where we're in that very tiny little sliver of self-awareness and it's no fun at all. And we see that uh, unfortunately it does seem, judging from outer behavior, that a good deal of us are in exactly that state. And consequently, we have no idea what's going on or why it's going on. All of a sudden, something disappoints us. We don't like it, right? So we find the distraction and, and, and run from it. But of course, that, 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 um, that issue is still there. Right, so then it causes us even more to run and even more to, to find distract, distractions even more all of a sudden We find ourselves angry at this person. We find ourselves hateful We find ourselves for example we, It can be that we say something to somebody and we have no idea why we said it We have no idea what what was the reasoning somebody calls us out. No, it wasn't like this Right, we didn't I didn't mean it. I don't know why I said it. I'm feeling this. I don't know why I'm feeling it I, I'm uh, I'm in this situation, I'm doing this, I'm doing this job, I don't know why, I don't know how, right? So we can be completely in the dark, completely, not completely, but very much in the dark, very much unconscious, very much uh, with a, a um, lack of awareness of our own self and of what's going on and what kind of life is that? It's like trying to, to find our way uh, in, in pitch blackness when there's a lot of obstacles because, excuse me, Life throws a lot of obstacles at us, right? Just that even the simple life where we just have to make a living, still there's there's plenty of people to deal with, there's plenty of uh, circumstances to deal with, whether it's taxes or, or or renewing a driver's license, there's our own emotions obviously to deal with, there's our own self-esteem needs to deal with. So when we're in the dark and we have no awareness of ourself, it's again, it's like stumbling at, through, through pitch darkness with thorns and, and bushes and craters. Uh, and uh, and rocks and, and now we stubbed our toe and it, it's it's really confusing and awful so what do we do we have to try to hold on to something we have to try to find a little bit of honesty somewhere and shine a little light on something, right? Maybe we grab the first thing that comes to mind. This disappointed me. Right away, the default of a person who's in the unconscious state is to externalize it and project it on someone or something else. So for example, somebody disappoints a a, a person who's unconscious of themselves, to use that term, and they say it's that other person's fault, right? I hate this person because they're objectively evil. I have a reaction to this person because of something about them. But of course, this is 100% not the case. It is always about us. So we grab onto something. Okay, let me figure out why I'm reacting uh, like this to this person or this situation. Let me be as honest as I can, right? To a person who's in their unconscious state, and things, uh, 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 let's say somebody cuts them off on the road, Right, So they uh, uh, they find themselves giving the finger, screaming, yelling. So you ask them, why did you do that? They say, well, it's because this person is evil and they, they deserved it and they did something bad to do something bad, right? which is obviously complete hooey. That's not at all how it works and that's not why the person did it. Right? But to gain a little bit of consciousness, a person would ask, really, why did I do it? I did it because of my interpretation of the situation. So maybe I need to understand other people have motives. The person didn't cut me off for no reason grab onto something, try to understand something, try to clarify a thought, try to bring something into our awareness, some feeling, some emotion, some aspect, and then slowly start shining the light on uh, on the whole thing, on our whole, to, to so call it, psychic structure, right? Not just a little beam of light on a little, it's like, let's say there's a, a panorama and there's it's again, pitch blackness, darkness, and there's a little beam of light on one little part. So right now, that's how most of us exist. There's a tiny little bit of, of light on a tiny little aspect of something, an emotion here and there, a desire, an impulse, an inclination, some kind of ambiguous sense, I need to like do this because I just do. That's how it is right now. But what we want to do, we want to turn on the light. We want to illuminate the whole panorama. And we do that over a long period of time by being as honest as we can. And each time that we, that the, the kind of the mark that we've done that is again, no weird dreams nothing that occurs in our dreams that we can't account for in in real life it is true that our dreams are not random as psychologists say there's no reason to think that our dreams are totally unconnected with anything about us given we're the ones who are having them so why wouldn't they be connected with us so if in our dream again we're dreaming things that we can't explain we can't understand that's a symptom that we're not fully in consciousness if we have reactions and we do things and we feel things Uh, That we cannot totally fully explain right that the the ideal a person who's fully conscious They have a feeling because they know they're supposed to have the feeling they can say this feeling came about due to this Intellectual reason this is exactly why? uh, uh, And explain it all very very much so if not all the way very much so right a a person who is fully conscious can explain exactly Everything that they do at all times exactly why and answer questions again and again and again This is why I said this word. This is why I moved my finger. This is why I went, went look to the left versus the right This is why I said this to that this person. This is why I said that to that person. This is why I'm, di- I'm at this job this is why I'm pursuing this hobby. This is why everything is in the light. Everything is relating back to our deepest needs and our deepest good and uh, and a conscious uh, striving toward the, the the good right toward the light. So that's our goal. We're all very far from it. right now again, it's more like a tiny little uh, uh, prickle a tiny little beam of light on a little part of the panorama. but as we said, the strategy is to begin to be honest, begin to question ourselves and bring out the whole thing into the light it's totally different existence no comparison let's think about it thank you for listening